This episode is sponsored by Babbel. Now, one of the many side effects of the global pandemic that's been going on for two years and counting that we've observed time and time again has been that the extremely moderate amount of public health restrictions in this country have driven a good chunk of the population completely feral. Mm. Merely requiring people to wear a mask over their mouth and nose in certain indoor settings has undone entire lifetimes of knowing how to behave oneself in public, and the victims of the resulting outbursts have primarily been workers at restaurants, grocery stores, big box stores, hospitals, and other jobs that probably, almost certainly, don't pay nearly enough to justify putting up with that kind of abuse. But at least in all of those scenarios, police can be called to drag away the anti-maskers kicking and screaming about their HIPAA rights. Uh, The same can't be said for airplanes. When the plane is in the air, everyone is trapped in that metal tube together, and flight attendants are the first and only line of defense against assholes who decide it's worth ruining hundreds of dollars and hundreds of other people's, their money too, uh, to make a very incorrect point. Yeah. Uh, We've seen countless examples of in-flight mayhem over the past two years involving anti-maskers and or also people that are just getting way too drunk uh, or mixing medication with alcohol. Uh, And the sharp increase in these incidents, it is a documented fact. But New York Times Magazine uh, recently published a great article examining how flight attendants are handling all this bullshit. And the short answer is that they're not handling it very well at all. I'm shocked. Yeah, but let's read. It was the German Shepherd in row four that finally pushed Veronica, a flight attendant, over the edge. He was Veronica's third unruly passenger, as the Federal Aviation Administration calls them, in one month. A week or two before the dog, a middle-aged man reacted belligerently when, just before he boarded the plane, Veronica asked him to pull up his mask. Who do you think you are, you liberals? He screamed at her. These masks don't work. Then he threatened to punch her in the face. Jesus. About a week before, it was a group of young female athletes. The girls kept removing their masks when they talked to one another, and Veronica, who was working the back of the plane near the girls, repeatedly reminded them, please put your mask on. She and most other attendants asked me not to use their full names, either because an airline's media policy does not allow them to speak without permission or for fear that doing so might hinder their employment. Please put your mask on, a girl mocked Veronica each time she said it. When the girl got up to go to the bathroom without a mask, Veronica asked again. The girl, who was about 5'10", and towered over Veronica's 5'2 frame, said, I'm so sick and tired of you, bitch. You don't have authority over me. They were almost body to body in the cramped area near the lavatory, and Veronica feared the girl was about to hit her before one of the coaches intervened. Well, at least it's equal, you know? Men, women, everyone's... Everyone's being a fucking asshole. Generally, like, especially when alcohol is involved, I feel like women are almost more likely to uh, at least threaten to fight. Yeah, mental, mental. Actually, like that. The I'm gonna punch you in the face. That was a genuine threat to this woman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Either way, uh, they're getting it from all angles. Yeah, that's all so, in one month. Yeah. The article then explains that, and dogs too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so no one, no one's being nice. Even the dogs have gone feral. Yeah. <laughs> all their all their house training gone. gone. Uh, the article then explains that what finally got Veronica to quit, what had been her dream job for the past six years, was a German Shepherd service dog biting her leg before the plane had even taken off. And yeah, in normal times, being a flight attendant is very much a dream job for people who want to be able to travel and see the world but wouldn't otherwise be able to afford to do so. Now, the pay isn't great, but they get flexible schedules with decent time off, and they get free overnight stays at a lot of destinations and can often travel for pleasure for free or even cheap. Uh, there are perks. Yeah. They do have to deal with people, but people previously just weren't as insane as they are now. And the FAA has the data to back that up. From the article. 
Before the pandemic, unruly passengers, people who interfere with crew members' jobs or intimidate, threaten, or assault them, were so rare that the FAA didn't even track them annually. But in 2021 and early 2022, the FAA reported a stunning 6,300 unruly passenger incidents, more than 4,500 of them mask-related. And 85% of flight attendants said they had dealt with such passengers last year, according to a July 2021 survey by the Association of Flight Attendants, CWA, which represents attendants at 17 airlines. 58% said they had experienced at least five occurrences. 61% of the flight attendants also said that passengers used sexist, racist, and or homophobic slurs. And 17% reported physical incidents. They described passengers shoving and hitting them, kicking seats, throwing trash at them. When a Frontier Airlines flight attendant duct-taped a drunken man to his seat last August, it was after he allegedly groped the breasts of two female flight attendants and punched a male flight attendant who intervened. I believe we covered that one. I believe we did. Yeah. That's like nearly one in five flight attendants have had a physical altercation in and, the last two years. And based on their own uh, tallies, uh, this is up, according to this, thousands of percent. It used to be <laughs> such a nice job. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously no very... No one wants to start any trouble on a plane. They're just trying to get where they're going. Well, that was the thing a couple of years ago. It, the fact that they didn't even count. Yeah. They're just like, oh, it, it was a lone wolf, unruly passenger. And now it's like, it's part of the job. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't. I haven't flown that much since the beginning of the pandemic. I've flown a couple of times, and I witnessed. I showed you the video. Yeah. Like I have a very short clip because I was like, "Ah, this is kind of fucking weird to be filming it." But like, very short clip of someone like legitimately saying he was in the seat, and he goes, "Nope, we're doing the whole thing. Go get the cops and everything." Like he was, he yeah. he knew it was coming and wanted it. Yeah, I've I've only flown a couple times in the last two years, and luckily it was. Without incident. Yeah. But the whole time, I'm looking around. I'm like, who's going to be the one that uh, fucks it all up for everyone else? Yeah. Who's it going to be? It could be any of these people. Male, female, animal. Yeah, apparently. Biting. Yeah. Yikes. So anyway, the Thank article... Thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> the article also points out that booze, unsurprisingly, is a huge contributing factor to flight attendance problems, mm-hmm. with more than $160,000 worth of fines against belligerently drunk passengers in just the past 13 months. But it's not just anti-maskers and drunks. Uh, Passengers are simply angrier and more disgusting than before in a myriad of ways. Uh, From the article, Other passengers' bad behavior reflects a time of receding civility. Like the man who argued with attendants when they told his son to stop vaping. As he was escorted off the plane, he yelled at a flight attendant, Imagine all of you in body bags. Jesus! Or the man who dumped a diaper filled with poop in the beverage cart, ending service for the rest of the flight. Quote, the bathroom was three feet away. Roger, a flight attendant who asked me to use a nickname that his friends call him, told me. There was only one family with a baby on the plane, so we asked him. The dad admitted to it, but he never apologized. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. What are you, you going to do about it? I put a shit-filled diaper on the beverage cart, so now no one can get drinks for the rest of the flight because it's contaminated. It was me, and I'd do it again. Hey, and all of you, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. I am the protagonist of this flight. Yep. And therefore, anything I do is correct, and anyone who has a problem with it is incorrect. Oh, man, it's, uh, yeah, the receding, the receding nature of our civility. This, yeah, the receding <laughs> civility. Yeah, of, it's, uh, it's a really American classy passage. way to, put, to <laughs> yes. put it. Our civility levels are at an all-time low. The doomsday civility clock is uh, nearing zero. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like anti-maskers are still the worst of the bunch. I mean, it just, 
that general vibe would lead you to believe that this person, the fact that you can't wear a mask for like two or three hours on a flight, um, you're probably going to have some some uh, additional problems with yeah. a person like this. Uh, and the article gives a few more examples of the kind of anti-mask bullshit that flight attendants have to deal with. Uh, an attendant with 25 years of airline experience told me about a passenger who repeatedly refused to put a mask on her young daughter when she deplaned after the flight attendant said, have a good night. The woman looked her in the eyes and tossed a crumpled mask in her face. <laughs> Last month on a Delta flight from Dublin to New York City, a 29-year-old man repeatedly refused to wear a mask, pulled down his pants and exposed his butt, threw a can at a passenger and put his own cap on and off the pilot's head when the pilot walked through the cabin, according to the FBI. I remember that one. Yeah. We covered that one. Uh, the man then made a fist and said to the pilot, don't touch me. <laughs> Several months earlier, a, after a Southwest flight attendant asked a woman to buckle her seatbelt, put up her tray table, and wear her mask over her nose, the woman stood up and repeatedly punched the attendant, drawing blood and chipping three of her teeth. The world's gone mad. The world's gone, like, I just don't understand the mentality that makes people do these things. Like, they think they are in the right. Yeah, I don't know. And it, they're, look, look. Surely they're aware of the potential consequences, and they think that those consequences are worthwhile for the point they're making about their own autonomy. It's hard to Ain't exactly... Ain't no one going to tell me how to live. It's hard to exactly, like, quantify every single part of it, but, like, the pandemic, whatever political or whatever, anti-mask, pro-mask, whatever... It broke everyone's fucking minds. Yeah. You have you have people who are so they, that are terrified to even leave their homes, even when numbers are low. Yeah, and you have people who are like out just like causing trouble on airplanes because they won't lift their mask an inch higher to so it'll be over their nose. It's like this this whole thing fucking broke everyone, and it's gonna take a very long time if it's ever able to like if society's ever able to return to yeah. some kind of normalcy, well, which it wasn't even normal before it fucking hit. It really wasn't. Shit was hitting the fan, like, even crazier. Let's just put it in hyperdrive. I mean, the masks are supposedly uh, going away in the next, like, couple months. So yeah, we'll LA's see. is kind of, you just, I don't think, well, it's still, if you don't, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear one in LA now, but it's like, that just means no one's wearing them. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to is continuing to wear masks on planes and shit. Oh, and, it's definitely uh, still and getting well. mean mugged and uh, yelled at by people who... It's not about whether they're asked to wear a mask. They just don't like masks in general. This is, this is a pattern that keeps showing up more and more. It's like these people, when they talk about wanting a return to normalcy, it's like... They want everyone yeah, to be... They, yeah, yeah they, it's like, okay, buddy, there's hardly any restrictions. There's parts of this country where there are just no restrictions Dude, at all. in Florida, in Florida, it was like two months... Yeah. It was like two months and they were almost back to normal. I would say they were living LA normal yeah. after a month and a half, two months. So these people, they're not mad about any restrictions that actually apply to them. They're just mad that other people uh, yeah. wear masks and, you know, have concerns about themselves. They can't fucking handle it. I'm telling they you. They want to ban masks. Anytime I've ever had time off to get this, is why I'm going to wear my mask on an airplane. Anytime I've ever had time off throughout the past 15 years and I've gone on a fucking trip. I'm always sick the first two days. Yeah. And it's because I just like breathing plain air. You're breathing that nasty I'm wearing a mask air. anytime. Sitting just crunched between two strangers. Also, bathrooms. Disgusting public nasty. bathrooms. Nasty. Love having a mask on inside there. Yeah. 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 It's my little safety bubble. Mmm. So yeah, unsurprisingly, <laughs> a lot of flight attendants have decided that this simply isn't worth it anymore and have quit. Yeah, uh, Others now avoid working as lead attendants or as flight attendants on small flights where it's just them and the pilot. There's a few stories of that, and yeah. it does not sound fun. 
Uh, and yeah, a lot of flight attendants sound frustrated that they've submitted so many reports about passenger misconduct and then they never end up hearing any follow-up from their airlines. Uh, one flight attendant became so concerned about the mental health of people in her profession that she started a nonprofit organization that runs a texting hotline for flight attendants to air their grievances and get some counseling. And it has received over 3,000 messages since December. So Ugh. yeah, in case you were wondering how flight attendants were doing during all this, um, sounds like they're not doing so great. Um, and who who can be surprised? Yeah, did you hear about the uh, what happened on a flight to Burbank from Texas this week? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, so this guy uh, didn't want to wait in line for the bathroom, so he just pissed in the back corner of the plane. Just what fully the fuck. Just what? fully unloaded his bladder uh, in the back of the plane in the galley or whatever. And uh, yeah, so they had to stop in Albuquerque to you know arrest him, and then they continued on to Burbank. Oh, so this was like early in the flight. Yeah, like well, I mean, it must have just leveled off. He That's must not be. even a long flight. It's like three hours. Yeah, maybe four hours. It depends. Well, it's I guess from, it's from I think to like Dallas to Albuquerque, he's got to only be yeah, it's an hour and a half. So they was probably wow. up and then down. So, but that cool. that happened like just this week on a Southwest flight, I believe it was. Just unloaded an entire bladder. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, go. people are animals, and uh, they go feral very quickly. Yes. But speaking of people who have had to deal with uh, a sudden upsurge in loud, unruly dickheads. The anti-vax protests in Ottawa finally got shut down just in time for everyone's attention to immediately shift <laughs> over to the war in Ukraine. Great time. But some residents of Ottawa are still a bit shell-shocked from the experience. And shell-shocked might not be the best term to use considering there's an actual war happening. But uh, there does seem to be a minor but very annoying form of PTSD among some Ottawans, as described in this CBC report. Kevin uses one word to describe the first days of the protests in downtown Ottawa. Torture. Literally, there was trucks right underneath me, says Kevin, who did not want to provide CBC a last name for fear of reprisal. It was one thing for me, but I've got animals. I've got three cats, two dogs. So yeah, it was torture. That torture is the reason behind an ongoing class action lawsuit, which sought an injunction prohibiting any participants in the convoy protest from using vehicle horns in the vicinity of downtown Ottawa. The trucks have since been removed, with police pushing the majority of protesters outside of the downtown core over the family day long weekend. Even still, some downtown residents say they're haunted by a phantom honking, what sounds like blaring truck horns, but no actual sounds are there. Quote, when you hear that noise, it's like, oh, are they back? Is there a road convoy coming back? Right? Said Sean Flynn, who lives about three kilometers from downtown, but could still hear the horns inside his home during the protests. I felt I was constantly doing these sort of double ticks. It almost feels a bit re-traumatizing. Yeah, and this is apparently a thing that many Ottawans are reporting, and they say it's kept them up at night. They also still feel on edge whenever they venture outside their now to their now peaceful neighborhoods, uh, that they were recently full of loud weirdos in trucks being as annoying as, and as confrontational as possible. A clinical psychologist the CBC spoke to said what, what's happening is what he describes as a mild trauma uh, resulting from hearing these sounds so much that they get kind of embedded in people's minds, like, like an earworm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also says that uh, it's likely temporary and will fade with time, but in the meantime, people should try sleeping in a different room and listening to music or white noise to try to fall asleep. Phantom horns. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll happen. I mean, a lot of these people, especially in downtown, like they had they had a bad time. There was there's a couple of videos on public freakout of uh, these people just finally they they had it. They're they're just standing out on their balcony and they're just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, go home, fuck you. Yeah, I'm sick of your shit. 
These are these are Canadians, so they're saying it in a Canadian accent. Very yeah. funny. Very polite. I'm sorry for how you're acting. <laughs> I'm so sorry your mother didn't raise you that. <laughs> didn't raise you right. I I'm wish, sorry I wasn't your mother. I'm sorry I wasn't your mother. You would have been so loved. <laughs> so loved. Uh, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, in addition to phantom honking sounds, another lingering resentment for Ottawans is the fact that these protests ruined Valentine's Day. Those sons of bitches. Having streets clogged with trucks honking and protesters chanting, very unromantic, very much a vibe killer. And also... Honks are the vibe killer. Lots of restaurants weren't even open doing to the, during, uh, due to the protests. Yeah. So, yeah, the Ottawa City Council has decided that rather than let the protesters win... They will simply have a Valentine's Day do-over on March 14th. <laughs> uh, here's CTV. Sorry, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Get out. The Ottawa City Council unanimously approved a motion to redo Valentine's Day on March 14th this year in the wake of the three-week Freedom Convoy protest that took over the city's downtown. Our heart-shaped city needs a little love, said Councillor Matthew Fleury, who presented the motion. The protests and occupations of streets in downtown Ottawa forced many restaurants and businesses to close during Valentine's Day, a busy period for local businesses. Quote, Ottawa is healing from the recent downtown occupation, which overran the heart of our city for three weeks, Fleury said, noting Valentine's Day was not the same for downtown businesses because of the protest. There was a significant impact to Ottawa businesses. The motion directs the city's communications and economic development staff to work with local BIAs and Ottawa Tourism to promote and encourage residents to shop, stay, and dine local during the weekend leading up to and on March 14th. We're doing it again. We're going to do a little duo. I feel bad for like all, all the couples that got each other like gifts and like, you know, had, 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 like had like a nice night in and it's like, oh, the pressure's on again. Because if you don't get something, then it's like, uh, I mean... I know it's just a made-up thing in the first place. You didn't get me anything for second Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah. You piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, pressure might be yeah, on again. It is a bit of a double-edged sword. So yeah. Like, it's good news for the businesses that depend on holidays like Valentine's Day to stay afloat. Especially after two years of a pandemic. Especially like florists. Yeah. So they, the, the, uh, Valentine's Day for florists. You take away Valentine's Day. All those sad, wilted flowers. Yeah. Uh, and it's also, it's good news for people who are still upset that they, they had to stay in on Valentine's Day on their, their favorite special day. It's not great news for the boyfriends and husbands who had the perfect excuse to skip the whole thing, though. Oh, I can't do anything. Sorry, babe. The truckers. All the restaurants are closed. Oh, sorry, can't even buy flowers. We, we can't do anything on Valentine's Day because I'm participating in the Freedom Convoy. <laughs> yes. It's the perfect excuse. My gift for you this Valentine's Day is, um, you know, securing our freedom mm -hmm. against the tyrannical Canadian government, which is really just one single step away from becoming China. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. Sorry, dudes. You, you're back on, you're back on the chopping block. Yeah. But if you're looking for the perfect Valentine's Day gift, nothing beats a comfortable pillow. Because mm -hmm. presumably you're going to be doing a lot of pillow talk with, uh, with your partner. Mm -hmm. And here's some pillow news from the Canadian protest that we somehow missed earlier this month, despite it kind of being our exact sort of thing. This is uh, news made for us. So yeah. my pillow founder and right-wing conspiracy nut job, Mike Lindell, was among the many Americans who sought to aid the protesters. But... His plan involves simply sending truckloads of pillows into Canada. Not sure how that would have helped, but I guess I guess it, it was a nice gesture. They're uh, going to get very tired up there. Yeah, you're going to need a pillow. Yeah. It didn't work, though, because his delivery crew were turned away at the border for all just being unvaccinated, which should have been expected. That's what this whole thing is over. Yeah. But uh, Lindell then came up with one hell of a workaround. Uh, here's the Daily Beast. After his initial Tuesday shipment of MyPillow products was denied entry into Canada, Mike Lindell now has a backup plan to get free pillows to Canadian truckers. Drop them from the sky via a helicopter. 
A pillow maven told the Daily Beast late Wednesday night that he intends to drop his pillows into Canada from a helicopter with little parachutes attached. (laughs) We need to get these my pillows to the people, he continued. Uh, The 2020 election dead-ender further made it a point to ensure the Daily Beast noted in this report that the pillows will have little parachutes, (laughs) adding, make sure you put that part in, or it could be dangerous. Uh, Asked where exactly he intended to drop the pillows, he said, I cannot give the location out, and it is no joke. I just confirmed them with the helicopter company, and yes, this is the plan. We have the helicopter confirmed, but we are moving the time up to 11 a.m. The Daily Beast could not reach the Canada Border Services Agency for comment late Wednesday night. Oh, no, we weren't aware of a uh, a uh, shipment of pillows being airdropped. Yeah, I don't I don't think. Can he do that? I don't think that that would be legal, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't believe this actually happened because I, I, there was no follow-up news about it. Um, yeah, somehow it would seem that Mike Lindell's plan to airdrop thousands of pillows into Canada... Did not come to fruition. But we're going to do a nice, easy airdrop on the pillow coin what on about the, like the a, blockchain. a pillow catapult? We uh, Yeah, trebuchet. Yeah, we uh, set it up in on one side of the river in Detroit, and we, we shoot pillows into Windsor, Ontario. It's just crazy enough to work. Good luck catching these pillows, customs. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not sure why uh, this plan failed. We'd probably guess that doing something like this would have been very illegal yeah. in probably oh, yeah. multiple ways. And also, I would guess that no pilot would want to risk their entire career flying helicopters uh, doing something like that. Well, it would be a pilot that cherishes his freedom more than his freedom? Because you'd get arrested? Yeah. It's a very confusing concept. I don't know. But uh, I I really wish he'd just gone in and done it. it. It would have been an amazing thing a to see. A giant slingshot. Just thousands, thousands of pillows, each with their own little individual parachute, just raining down from the sky like a like an active war zone being resupplied, except it's just a bunch of dickheads in, in pickup trucks who I, I, I guess need pillows. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, uh, it would have truly been a sight to behold. I Look think- at that. Look at that. If those pillows were as soft as he claims, they wouldn't need parachutes. Justin Trudeau said no to the my pillow. Well, Look at look up at the sky, Mr. Trudeau. Life finds a way. He's he's basically taking like the South Korean playbook where they like launch DVDs yeah. and stuff. <laughs> we put little parachutes on a USB drive that has a promo code for a my pillow on it. Like it's just such a funny thing to airdrop anywhere. Like imagine airdropping pillows into Ukraine right now. Okay. He should do oh, that. Thanks. Mike Lindell should do that. I mean, they probably need it. A lot of these people yeah. are sleeping in, like, the subway right now. Um, Pillow would be nice. Th- did you see the other Mike Lindell news? He, like, lost it on, like, a CBS yeah, he, reporter he or something? Yeah, he yelled. It's, uh, some reporter was just, like... So, he snapped he, a little bit. He, I think the reporter just wanted some some sources, just some clarification on one of Mike Lindell's uh, wild claims, yeah. like all of his claims, and, and he got very upset. Yeah. Got very angry. Asking get, me get to that back man up my a pillow. <laughs> Asking me to back up my sources in an act of war. Mike, you seem like you haven't been sleeping well. Maybe for you need a, a new pillow. We've said it before, but for a man who owns a pillow company, he does not like look well rested. I don't think he sleeps. No. I don't think he's slept in years. He's Yeah, the, the pillows intimidate him now. Don't need to sleep. With yeah. the my pillow, you only need 20 minutes of sleep each night. <laughs> the sleep is so good. <laughs> you only need 20 minutes. But enough about Mike Lindell. Uh, let's move on to some news about someone on the other side of the aisle a Democrat candidate for Congress who has found herself in a little bit of a scandal. 
but a pretty unique scandal compared to the typical dirt that gets dredged up about candidates. No sex or corruption stuff, just a woman handling her liquor extremely poorly and taking it out on middle, middle schoolers at a sleepover. Here's the AP. A U.S. House candidate in Oklahoma has apologized after reports that she became intoxicated at a Valentine's Day weekend sleepover for middle school-aged girls, berated several of the children, and vomited in a hamper. Democrat Abby Broyles, 32, told television station KFOR that she had an adverse reaction after drinking wine and taking sleep medication given to her by a friend. Stop mixing this shit! Yeah. Quote, instead of helping me sleep, I hallucinated, Broyles told the station in a televised interview, and I don't remember anything until I woke up or came to, and I was throwing up in a hamper. She said she was invited to the slumber party by a good friend from law school who was the mother of one of the girls. Parents and at least one of the girls who were at the sleepover told the online news outlet Non-Doc, which first reported the story, that Broyles used profanity and berated several of the 12 and 13-year-old girls at the party, commenting on one girl's acne and another's Hispanic ethnicity. Wow. The parents of one of the girls, Sarah Matthews, tweeted last week that she was disappointed that Broyles had not yet reached out to the girls to apologize. Quote, For someone who pontificates to be undyingly pro-woman, I am disgusted by your behavior and find it appalling. You couldn't understand why their parents are angry, Matthews wrote. This is not, like, it is kind of funny. For a lot of and reasons. Shut the fuck up, you little Hispanic <laughs> bitch. Why don't you clean your face, pizza face? Well, it's And it's funny, too, because, like, you can... I would imagine that this woman, like, this woman's 32 years old. It's like, she's not that old, and she's probably just, like, she was probably trying to, like, act cool or something and, like, fit in with the other girls. I don't know. I mean, you're running for Congress. I think she should see a lawyer. Not that night. It was Valentine's weekend at a sleepover, and she was ready to relive some of her youth, which was apparently being a very mean girl. She was, yeah, she was having a little bit of a Galentine's day, because what are you doing at a children's sleepover and couldn't find a man to take you out that night yeah could you imagine the the amount of news this would get if matt gates was invited over to a 13 and 14 year old girl's sleepover and oh, got too he, drunk he would have had a great time <laughs> he'd have the best time yeah yeah but anyway sure these things happen when you mix sleep medicine with alcohol stop doing this yeah don't mix any medicine with alcohol stop it but that's why most people know not to do that and are explicitly told by their doctors. It's, it's, it's some real uh, no-brainer shit. If you either take sleep medicine or you drink alcohol, you don't do both. It never ends well. There are scenes in popular movies showing exactly what happens. It's not a secret. Yeah. Also, blacking out doesn't automatically turn you into an asshole who makes fun of teenage girls' acne and says racist shit. At least apologize to the girls. Buy some Girl Scout cookies from them. Yeah. Uh, also, this lady straight up denied that she even attended the party when initially confronted about it by the media. And she says she has no plans to drop out of the race because that's not who I am. That's not who I am. Anyways, hopefully someone else decides to jump into this primary because this lady is currently running unopposed for the Democratic nomination. Mm. And this district has uh, had very close margins for the last two elections. And they're never going to let you live puking in a hamper down. Uh, Abby, you got to let this one go. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You're not going to be in Congress. Apologize. Apologize to the children, Abby. Yes. Stop mixing meds. You could start there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, before we get to the headlines half of the show, this episode is sponsored by Babbel. Whether it's saving more and spending less, getting organized or losing weight, there's a lot of worthwhile goals to set for yourself this year. At the top of my list is learning a new language with Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. I'm learning Spanish. 
Not only is learning a new language a fun and engaging new hobby, you can use it while you check off traveling more from your list. The whole Babbel process is addictively fun, fast, and easy. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons for real-world use. I really like how the lessons are centered around realistic conversations. It's not just short phrases and terms. Immersion is important with language learning, and yeah. Babbel does great at simulating real immersion. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. So there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code WEIRD. That is B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code WEIRD. Babbel, language for life. All right, now for the headlines part of the show with the news stories that speak for themselves, starting with gaming awards show host gets on stage, says, fuck Bobby Kotick. Which gaming award show is this, Dice? Dice, yeah. yeah wow. I, didn't, I didn't even realize that was this week, but this was uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Yeah. He was hosting it with Jessica Chobot. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, so they did, at the game awards, they kind of danced around. They addressed the, the Activision stuff, but, like, not directly. Well, it wasn't and even that. It was, uh... <laughs> we all have to do yeah, better. Yeah, we all have to, whoa, who are you talking to? Like, no, the, the, yeah. So, the gaming community needs to do better, and, yes, Activision has a, some of its own problems. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, Greg Miller, he, like, started off probably sticking more to the script, being kind of vague about it, and he's like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> fuck Bobby Cody. Yeah. And and everyone <clears throat> clapped. And uh, it went over well. Until the camera panned to them and they went Not me. I don't I don't think he was even there. Yeah, I know. It, at this point he is like persona non grata, so yeah. uh I don't think that anyone cares about I don't about think Bobby Kodak has ever played a video game. He yeah, is he's, a, he's a businessman. Like uh, he, before he was at Activision, he worked at some company completely unrelated to games. Yeah. He's an executive. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh anyways, next headline. Apple Store hostage situation ends after hostage ex escapes and police hit the suspect with a car. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, this, this guy in Amsterdam had a hostage in the Apple Store for like a whole day. Yeah. The guy finally made a run for it. And uh, yeah, the police, they, they, they saw their opportunity and they just, ran, just fucking ran him over. The videos of this are insane and I'm not going to show them because it shows a man dying. But uh, definitely one way to do it instead of opening fire. Uh, if this was America, they would have just lit him up? No, they would hit him with the car first and then say that he attacked a cop because the cop car is technically a cop. And then, yeah. then they would have unloaded because they unload because then you can't identify which cop actually had the kill shot. Yeah. So The video is wild because it's like the hostage is running and the, the hostage taker is only like 15, 10 feet behind him chasing him. And just out of nowhere, this cop car comes in real fast, just knocks this guy down. Wow. So, uh, pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Woman quits job to breastfeed boyfriend full time. Good for her. And I guess him. They're, uh, both into it. And look, if he's, uh, he can financially support her, uh, 
spending more time at home to I guess, breastfeed him? I guess so. Uh, yeah, she said, because he, he needs his milk every two hours, like any baby. And uh, this she, is why boomers, she can't bring him to work with her. That's why boomers the hate room. the crumbling of the uh, nuclear family. Yeah. Like, the, the man was supposed to go to work. The woman stays at home pumping breast milk so that he can enjoy it when he gets home. That's right. Keeping a little mini fridge. Yeah. Some for the baby. Some for old dad. I don't think there's any baby involved here. <laughs> yeah. And also, this guy is apparently like a bodybuilder, and he's convinced that drinking uh, breast milk is... That's the, the ultimate supplement. Well, it's... That's going to give him the edge over... Uh, it's like that woman the in uh, the UK that would uh, drink her neighbor's uh, baby batter. How can I get away with on YouTube without with saying... Jism? No! She's <laughs> like, no, it keeps, me he- it keeps me healthy. And okay. he loves providing it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Look, I'm not here to kink shame. Yeah. Even the breastfeeding person. Yeah. Whatever you do, keep it between yourselves. I'm just happy to see this person doing so well that they can live in today's society with one fixed income. Yeah. I'm a full-time mommy milker. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, that's success. Yeah. That is success. Yeah. Florida residents will be among first in nation subjugated by hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> what a test case. Yeah. If, if gonna, Florida can handle it, the rest of the country Yeah, can. we're going to drop what is essentially this generation's Four loco in the one place where it will be tested mm-hmm. to its full limits. Yeah. Florida. We got Baja Blast with booze in it. And who better to test this out than people of the Sunshine State? Well, it's going to make for some wonderful spring break content in the next coming weeks and months. Oh, uh, yeah. I hope Channel 5 goes there and it like just tracks the monster or the uh, Mountain Dew truck. Because you know they're going to be at like Daytona and Panama City. Give it a try. Yeah. Hey, everybody. They're going to have the girls with the cars and they're going to be tossing yeah. out tall boys. I'm surprised Monster hasn't gotten into booze. I feel like they would make a killing. There are people who are obsessed with those Monster drinks. You see that? That cross? That is 666. Mm-hmm. And you tip it back, and it looks like 666, right? That's right. It's upside-down cross. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Ukrainian ambassador to Japan poses as samurai in message to Russia. Ooh. Every little bit counts. Yeah, I guess. He's, uh, he can't help them on the ground. He is in Japan doing yeah. his job. And uh, this guy seems like, you know, the perfect, the perfect ambassador to send to Japan is uh, whoever in your government is the biggest weeb. And this guy's like, first thing, first day on the job, where can I buy a samurai suit? Excuse me, sir? A samurai suit. I, uh, now that I'm living here in Japan, I'd like a samurai suit. And, they didn't give me one at the hotel. Yeah. Where's my samurai suit? <laughs> So yeah, he, he like posted this picture of him in like a full samurai suit. Like uh, Ukraine is fighting for its freedom. What are you fighting for, Russia? <laughs> I gotta hand it to Zelensky. He's, Dude is uh, fucking ingrained in the shit. Yeah, he's uh, he's I on guess, the front lines with Sean Penn doing he, the work. People are maybe giving him. I wouldn't. I'm not even gonna say they're giving him too much credit. They're they're deifying him. Americans mm-hmm. love. Uh, it's like we see this with you know Cuomo was maybe the biggest example from the pandemic where everyone just overhypes people. This Zelensky guy, it's incredible that he's staying behind when he had every opportunity to leave. He knows his life is in danger. But also, like, he's literally in the, like, uh, Panama Papers. Like, this, this guy is, uh, he's not a But saint. when the chips are down, he, yeah. sta- he stayed there. No, I, Look, we always ask people to do the bare minimum. Yeah. This guy is doing 
a bit more than the bare minimum. He's he's uh, he's exceeded everyone's expectations. Yes, and I, I think it's awesome. But like he, Americans and, love to like just take everything a little too far. But for me, I regardless of if he is actually effective on the battle lines or anything, yeah. it is a gr- like I can't think it's of a, a, a great a, motivator for the citizens and the troops that are fighting. Uh, than having great, their president in there with them. It's yeah, it it really is great. Could you imagine any of our presidents? Because it's it makes, throughout history, it, Vladimir Putin's entire image is on him being this like badass, tough guy, yeah. and he's running this war from two thousand miles away. Where while the guy running the country he's attacking is just like no, no, I'll stay here. They gotta fucking kill me if they want to take this place over. I can't. I literally cannot picture even our youngest president, like Obama, was young when he. Got, first got yeah, in. He would have been like imagine, two miles underground yeah. inside of a mountain. Like Imagine Joe Biden. Just like, sir, uh, hold on. Your hat's on backwards. Yeah. All right. Uh, this guy's going to fall asleep. Can we get this shot? Yeah. No, it absolutely. Like, it, it's very impressive. I, and yeah, I can't see really any other Western leader uh, staying behind when given the opportunity to bounce. Yes. So it's very cool. Yes. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I hope it works. It seems to be motivating... People of Ukraine to, uh, you know, not lose hope. Yes. And uh, there's definitely a clear uh, mismatch here with the the people of Ukraine who are highly motivated. And the Russian soldiers, uh, many of whom didn't even know they were in the Ukraine. Like, uh, they're just like, where am I? I was told I was on a drill. Do you know where I am? Oh, I'm in Ukraine? Oh. I just want to go home and play Counter-Strike. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, can I call my mom? And they literally like when the oh my god, I saw the letting video? the POWs yeah. they're like, they're like, look, we know this wasn't your idea. You're just following orders. Anyway, here's the phone. You got five minutes. Call your mom. Just let her know that you're all the right. The one I saw was like, his dad's on the phone. He's like, I've been captured. And his dad goes, I'll get your mother. Hold on. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't deal with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, uh, hold on. Your mother's breastfeeding me right now. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta take a break. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyways, uh, Ukrainian brewery switches from beer to Molotov cocktails. Talk about got helping all those the war bottles. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I saw someone post on Twitter the other day. They're like, we're living in a weird time. Like, previously posting instructions on how to make Molotov cocktails would get you banned from social media and probably get the FBI showing up at your door. And now everyone's just like, oh, by the way, here's how you build a, a Molotov cocktail. Uh, share this so that uh, you know someone in Ukraine sees it. But uh, yeah, I saw I saw one video. I don't know how, I don't know how real it was or what the circumstances were. It's a risky. It's yeah, a risky gamble. There's a lot of disinfo, yeah. but I believe it was from Ukraine. But it was uh, it was like a Russian APC traveling down the street, and then you just see it get lit up with like like a hundred Molotovs thrown at the same time. That's fucking is wild. Crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of like that Ghost of Kiev, and it's like a lot of the Not footage real. is just Arma it's Three video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, look, if this was true, which I don't know, I don't know, but if this was true, this would be unfathomable. He like got like an the yeah. the, the ace pilot, Modern the first ace, ace pilot since World War Two, uh, five sh- shot down five planes in one day, just completely made up by some random. And then and then you're like, oh, here's some footage of it, and mm-hmm. it's like. That it's is Arma an F-15 three. Yeah, and it's an American fighter jet. You can tell by the silhouette yeah. what it is. Yeah, someone posted it on like the uh uh there's like a pilots subreddit, and they're like, isn't this great? Our fellow flyboys helping out the cause, and it's like, it's an American jet. Like immediately yeah. top comment. 
But yeah. look, I would love for it to be real, and I don't know that it's not. Uh, it's, I just don't think that it is. It's extra believable because Russia, at least as of now, still does not have air superiority after four days, which uh, should not be the case. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of doing the bare minimum, if he makes good on his word, if he actually makes good on his word and does provide the terminals necessary to access his space internet, Elon oh, yeah. Musk said that it the is Starlink. active yeah. and that he is sending more terminals. If that actually happens and he comes through with it and they get sent there and it provides them with internet that Russia can't take down, that is a very good thing and I will thank Elon Musk personally. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, unlike the child submarine, which was probably far outside of his uh, wheelhouse, this is... Already there. This is exactly like this. All this it takes is providing a product that you already create. Yes. It's not... It's not uh, a child death coffin that uh, is rigid despite needing something uh, I that, want it that isn't rigid. I want it, it is, so badly to, to happen yeah. and be true. But in the back of my mind, because we live in the year 2022, I just feel the Ukrainian soldiers are going to see a box with a Tesla stamp up, uh, on it. And it's going to be CPAP machines instead of Internet terminals. And not even real CPAP machines. <laughs> yeah. BiPAP machines. Yeah. But look. From China. If it happens... Credit where credit's due. Yeah. That would be amazing. Actually, real world helping out things. Yeah. I'm surprised they still have internet at all. And he really needs this right now, too, because he's in a little bit of a, uh, of a rift with the SEC again because his brother, uh, oops, bad timing, sold like a billion dollars of the Tesla stock like right before uh, it crashed. It's just a coincidence. A little quinky dink. Yeah. That they're looking into. Yeah. So he needs the goodwill. Georgia toddler diagnosed with extremely rare uncombable hair syndrome. That's the name of the that's the name of the disease. Is uncombable Jesus. hair syndrome? Is it like they base it off alfalfa? Uh, it's not like alfalfa has the one little strand. This kid, um, he looks like one of those hairstyles from the eighties. Like they perm? use like a blow dryer. It's, he's just got big like a blowout or whatever. Yeah, he's got like a blowout. He looks like a lion. Uh, he, uh, I mean. I don't know what he looks like. It's a very... It looks like someone took a blow dryer and... I don't know. Also, his hair is extremely fine. Like, he can't even comb it. It'll break. But it, it just naturally just looks like he just got electrocuted. It's also white. And uh, I guess that he's one of 100 people in the entire world who has it. It's like a one in a billion... Uh, they should give him a prize. Disease? Yeah, they should. Yeah. A hat. <laughs> Cover that up. It's weird. I don't know what to think You're of it. You're freaking everyone out. <laughs> well, uh, I hope that uh, he figures out something to do. They make some good pomades these days. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's going to lean into it. I think he looks cool. Looks yeah, like cool I don't see why he wouldn't like just embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great conversation starter. You see this? I can't fix it. I can't fix it. It's, try. Yeah. I'm, every hey, 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 ladies, try to put my hair I'm down. I'm a genetic freak. Yeah. You should see what else stands up. Oh, geez. This is a four-year-old. <laughs> oh, I, okay, like, Tom, uh, sorry. He's an 18-month-old. <laughs> Actor from cringy Dear Putin video says she easily could have become a dictator herself. Starting to think this woman is uh, a bit of an egomaniac. Maybe a bit full of herself. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, she's like, you know, if things had gone differently, I could have been a ruthless dictator, too. I have a lot of, I have the potential for a lot of dark power. I'm a sociopath. Yeah, it's it's a good thing that I use my powers for good, because very easily, if just a few things were different, I could have 
uh, been Vladimir Putin. That's why I have such insight into this, is because I, I understand. I understand that sort of thing. Definitely main character. More powerful. Syndrome. Yeah, that's exactly what it fucking is. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's doubling down. Apparently, I didn't know this. The one everyone saw on Twitter was just the two-minute version. She mm. uploaded like a six-minute version to Vimeo. I don't want any more. Yeah. I don't think no anyone more. does. No. Even YouTube is like, no. Put it on Vimeo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want bonus cringe, it exists. Yeah. Although, the director's cut. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Unrated. I, I, like, I like that she went through and she's like, I got to cut this down for social media sharing. What do I remove? <laughs> What's the best of here? Yeah. Yeah. Over a thousand dead rodents found at Family Dollar Distribution Center. So that's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I'd a say so. A thousand dead rodents. And uh, yeah, they the entire Family Dollar in this region, I think it's like Virginia or something, have to recall every product at every store. Wow. Because they're contaminated yeah. with dead rodents. Yeah. Just... And like when it got when the warehouse got inspected, they're just like, okay, there's one, there's one, there's one <laughs> out in the open. How does that, how does shit get this uh, fucked up? How does it get to that point? Run by a bunch of hoarders. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like, probably, look, our profit margins are terrible. We well, are a family dog. Look, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but like working at the Family Dollar and having to deal with people who don't want to wear masks and uh, getting berated all the time. And probably not making a lot because it's like Virginia. I'm not too sure about their minimum wage there. But uh, yeah, and then just being like, and this place is a shithole. I'm not fucking cleaning it up. Yeah. I didn't I'm, get, a, I'm a cashier. I don't get paid. Well, it's the distribution center. Oh, it's distribution. the warehouse yeah, where, okay. they, uh, where they get all their products. Yeah. Well, so is it a big one? Because maybe a thousand's not a lot. Um, they said there was rodents found in every single aisle of <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. the warehouse. So I don't know how big it was, but... Uh, small enough that a thousand rodents is a lot of dead rodents. Yeah, and th- there's also uh, a lot of alive rodents too. You don't get a thousand dead rodents without at least another thousand alive rodents. Well, that's so, the thing too is uh, <laughs> like, what is killing all these rodents? And it's probably our products. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah, these things can survive in a lot of places. Yeah, they 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 generally thrive. When yeah. Readily available uh, food and whatnot. So yeah, what is killing all these rodents? I don't. I'm not sure. I want to know. So that's good to know. Next time you're buying at Family Dollar, look around for a little little bit of rat shit, maybe, or just don't. Or don't and don't buy their mouse traps. They don't work. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And final headline: Bees ejaculate themselves to death when it gets too hot. Didn't know that. What a way to go. Yeah, they discovered this in Canada. Last summer, when it got crazy hot up there, remember? What's all those beeches doing all over the place? So the bees, when they get when they get too hot, they can't thermoregulate. They start like convulsing, and then their little bee dicks just like explode out of their bodies, and their like bee uh, emissions come out, and uh, it's just a hell of a way to die. Just thousands and thousands of bees just like Ugh! dead. I mean, Ugh! what a way to go. What a way to go. Yeah. Oh, it's worth it. Oh, oh God. It's part of the process for bees. They're like, they've evolved over millions of years to come when they die. Yeah. It's the, the perfect opponent. They, mm-hmm. they crave death. Yes. Glorious death. There you go. 
Anyways, uh, that's it for, for today's episode of Weekly Weird News. If you haven't already, check out our video from uh, Friday where we t- uh, just do a... If you, if you want to see that... Cringe Yeah, the lady that uh, did the cringe post about Putin, she's on there, as well as just a bunch of other cringy shit that happened uh, the first week of the Ukrainian war based on American social media. Yeah. And also uh, a Tech News Day where OpenSea, uh, not doing so well on the lawsuit front. They're getting sued constantly. And this one was a big one. Yep. So check those out, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.